0: Janine Ryan, managing editor of South Africa's oldest agricultural magazine, Farmers Weekly. And I'm very happy to tell you about what you can expect from the latest issue of the magazine, the 11 December issue. I will also discuss some of the highlights from our new section. The cover stories this week include a South Devon stud that keeps on breaking records, the threat dust clouds from field crops pose to food safety, a high-density mango orchard pioneer aiming to produce 100 tons per hectare, a study that shows that genetically adapted cattle handle heat stress better, and using bats to battle bugs on your farm. Macadamia farmers are losing around 200 million rand a year to insect pest damage despite increased pest control application. While farmers are responding to the damage caused by by, by spraying more pesticides, this is counterproductive as the natural predators of insect pests are also killed. Enter the bat. Dr. Valerie Linden from the Center of Invasion Biology at the University of Venda explains the research that has been conducted into the benefits of bats on farms in Lavubu and Limpopo, which is home to 14 bat species. These benefits are not only related to biodiversity, but can also be measured in RAND terms. According to Lyndon, the presence of bats and birds near natural or semi-natural vegetation in macadamia orchards resulted in savings of 76,500 grand per season. Her research also shows that the absence of birds and bats resulted in up to a 60% decrease in yield. She also speaks about how farmers can create a bat-friendly environment on their farms and how they can manage bat populations to achieve the maximum benefit from their presence on the farm. From the benefits of bats to battling heat stress, one of the livestock features in this issue explores how stress impacts on cattle productivity. When we think of heat as a concept, we usually imagine sweltering days of 30 plus degrees. However, this study shows that the humidity index is as important as temperature when discussing heat stress. For example, most beef cattle can regulate their body temperatures with metabolic processes up to 30 degrees when the relative humidity is below 80%. However, when the relative humidity is above 80%, cattle can only effectively regulate their body temperatures up to 27 degrees. In terms of temperature alone, for every 1 degree over 30 degrees, it has been shown that most beef cattle breeds reduce their feed intake dramatically. This has an effect on productivity. In fact, in some cases, feed intake has been observed to drop as much as 5% per every one degree over 30 degrees. At the Follharts Research Station, Sango, which are indigenous or locally developed cows or breeds, were mated with Sanger and European cattle breeds. During the 2015-16 and 2016-17 seasons, the average daily gain of the wieners of these matings were measured for two consecutive years every seven days. The wieners were kept under feedlot conditions. The study showed that the Sanger side's wieners were better... Ha- able to handle heat stress. Moving on to rural crime, which has been a particularly hot topic over the past few months. Farmers Weekly speaks to Diane Kolobana, the DA MP, about why the DA believes farm murders and attacks should be considered hate and priority crimes. Barnard emphasizes that the DA's position on this is not race-based. Indeed, black farmers and farm workers are often the victims of rural crime. Instead, Carla Barnett says that in terms of rural crime, hate crime refers to the hatred for farmers who own land or farm workers who are gainfully employed. By labelling a crime a hate crime, says Kola Barnard, sanctions will be added to the sanctions already in place for rape, torture and other types of attacks. A hate crime would also carry an extended sentence for those convicted. In another feature this week, Farmers Weekly speaks to Yaku Fivers, who is a farm manager of Makhlatsi Farm in Limpopo. Fivers produces mangoes on 150 hectares. What makes this farm particularly unique, however, is its high-density of mango trees. The industry average for mango trees is 6 meters by 2 meters, however on Michlatsi trees are spaced an average of 6 meters by 1 meter apart. Fiverr says that not every cultivar is appropriate for high densities and he will thus focus on introducing cultivars developed for high densities over the next few years. Fivas is a pioneer of high density orchards and says that dense planting helps achieve high yields per hectare without sacrificing quality. In another feature, Farmers Weekly visits the Millers on their farm in the Eastern Cape. The millers own the Winston De- South Devon stud, which has won numerous industry awards and keeps breaking records. For example, the millers recently sold the bull Winston incentive for r rand, which is a new record for a South African Devon bull. The stud consists of 340 female animals. According to James Miller, when buying in bulls, farmers should focus on the genetic impact of the bulls on future cows, which determines the long-term success of the herd. Winston South Devons are strictly selected to run on Sauerfeld. Miller explains that his aim is to let the environment choose what kind of cow he needs to farm. He adds that that fertility and positive maternal milk traits are especially important due to their direct correlation to successful calf production. In one of the news stories this week, Farmers Weekly investigates how COVID-19 has boosted sales in the illicit liquor and tobacco trade. Lockdown restrictions, which which led to the ban on the sale of liquor and tobacco products, resulted in accelerating sales in the legal sector. According to Euromonitor, legal liquor and cigarette sales plummeted 92.4% during the lockdown. Current estimates also indicate that tax revenue in the liquor and tobacco industries dropped 9.5 billion rand, that's billion with a B, during the first four months of the fiscal year. However, it is not only the public post that is suffering from the lockdown regulations. Producers have been severely impacted by the ban and restrictions. Charles Duplessis, CEO of Orange River Cellars, says that producers are currently fighting for their survival, with wine, beer and spirit producers particularly hard hit. Over the past two weeks or so, media around the country have been reporting on truck attacks. In November alone, more than 29 trucks were looted and set alight, mostly in KZN and Gauteng. Farmers Weekly explores the economic effect of these attacks on trucks and what this could mean for national food security. In the last story I'll discuss today, Farmers Weekly looks into government's efforts to regain South Africa's foot-and-mouth disease-free status. After an outbreak of FMD in January last year, the World Organization for Animal Health rescinded South Africa's FMD-free status. This resulted in the country's trading partners closing their borders to South African meat and animal byproducts such as wool. While South Africa has since entered into bilateral trade agreements with some of its trading partners, it is estimated that the wool industry has lost between 100 and 120 million rand because of the outbreak and related restrictions while the beef industry has lost an estimated 500 million despite the work being done by organized agriculture and other stakeholders to improve traceability in the red meat sector very little progress has been made over the past year to regain South Africa's FMD free status individual animal identification remains a problem according to farmers weekly source who wants it to remain anonymous and government is lagging behind in meeting the OIE requirements the source added that it was difficult to obtain definitive progress reports and that it was unlikely that South Africa would submit an application to that I i.e., to regain its fmd free status within the next year. That was it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week discussing the features and news highlights of the 18 and 25 December issue, which is a double issue. This is the Christmas issue, so you can look forward to hearing about some stories that will warm your heart, like the initiative turning food waste into millions of meals to feed the needy, and how aspiring farmers set their differences aside to embark on their farming journey as a united collective. You can also look forward to hearing about the importance of calf health for the long-term productivity of a herd, a new pumpkin variety that is exactly what consumers want, and the production of Bootsier by a farmer in Bootsierville. We also look back on the news highlights of 2020 and the stories that inspired us most over the past year. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Farmers Weekly SA. And don't forget to pick up the 11th December issue, which will be on the shelf on 4 December. You won't regret it. Until next, stay safe and happy farming.